911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about a story that's probably going to blow your mind. I thought we could talk a little bit about freedom, depression, and increased suicide because of these lockdowns. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. There's a local police department who received a call. This is the kind of call that only happens in policing. And apparently, there was a man driving with a passenger in his vehicle. He looks over at his passengers. They're approaching this dead end. The street dead-ended right into a road that had a U-Haul center right at the end of it. He looks over at his passenger and he just says, fuck it. He pulls out a line of cocaine. He snorts it. He steps on the gas and starts charging forward. He charges forward straight into one of those giant propane tanks that most U-Haul centers have that are typically used to fill up smaller propane tanks, thinking that he will just explode and commit suicide. Could you imagine being that passenger? However, usually, if you're in the presence of somebody who would be pulling cocaine out of their vehicle and decide to snort it right in front of you and then act in this way, you're probably the type of person who just might do the same thing if you were in the wrong frame of mind. So he runs into this propane tank, and you would think that the thing would explode, right? But instead, what happens is it creates this huge gash in the propane tank. And like a wave, you can see the propane traveling over to the side like a cloud. You know that sort of mirage sort of look? I would imagine it was a little eerie to just watch it. Have you ever seen a swarm of bees? (laughs) You just watch them to see where they're going, hoping that it doesn't come close to you. That's probably what this looked like. And so this cloud of propane starts traveling over to the side. It didn't explode the propane tank. It's crazy that, that it didn't. But instead, there's a man adjacent to this U-Haul center who starts to smell gas and he had previously heard this bang, this big bang, this crash, but of course he didn't know what had happened. So he smells the gas and he tells whoever he's with, like, we got to get out of here. I smell gas. Like something is wrong. He hops into his car. He turns on the ignition. And what do you think happened? Like perfect timing, right? This cloud of propane just so happened to be right there where he smelt the smell of gas The ignition sparked this huge explosion. The car explodes. The propane then lights on fire. That causes a house to burn on fire, which then causes two more houses to burn on fire, resulting in one fatality and three injuries. Now, why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because when I heard this story, my first thought was, I can't really blame the guy. Now, we all have experienced probably somebody who maybe in our lives, maybe closer to our circle than we like to admit, have suffered from substance abuse problems. I can certainly admit that myself. I have siblings who suffer from substance abuse problems. It's not something that I'm proud to say, but it's the truth. And I know that in saying that, I'm relating with you because you probably know somebody who suffers from the same problem too. Maybe it's you. Now, for this particular instance, Who knows if there was a history of substance abuse? However, the first thing that came to mind for me when hearing this story was I feel so bad for somebody to get to that point. I mean, put yourself in the car, put yourself in the the situation of that passenger to get to the point to where you're just fucking done. 
so much to the extent that you don't even care about the soul that's sitting next to you and you decide to further inebriate inebriate yourself, snort up a line of cocaine and just watch what you think is going to be the end of your life draw closer and closer as your foot is on that pedal. I have read story after story of what seems to be mostly adolescents or children that are committing suicide in 2020 because of the lockdowns. I wish I knew what state this this young man lived in. He wrote a letter. He wrote his, his farewell letter to his family, explaining to them that he was committing suicide. He couldn't do this anymore. And the reason that he was killing himself, the reason he killed himself was because of these lockdowns. He couldn't stand the isolation of not experiencing a normal life anymore. I don't know who was in charge, who is still in charge for us to get to this place to where We think it's okay to have such a life-altering event take place so instantaneously. I mean, if I was the one in control, if I believed that these lockdowns work, which I don't, you would think that there would be this gradual progression to integrate people into this new way of living. It would be like us, and this is a dramatic example, but it would be like us just being dropped off in the middle of Thailand and being asked to live our lives there instead. We wouldn't know how to do it. We wouldn't wouldn't know how to stay safe. We wouldn't know where to get food, how to speak the language. It's no different than navigating these lockdowns the way that we've been forced to. There was no integration period. There was no learning, no teaching. And nobody is talking about this. The education shouldn't be on fear The education shouldn't be to try to scare people into staying hidden in their homes and to not celebrate holidays with their families. No, the education shouldn't be to not do this and you're not allowed that. No, instead, if this is the way that it's going to be, if Biden becomes inaugurated, this will continue to stay this way for quite some time. We need to educate things on the people on the the positive things. We need to educate the general populace because if we don't, these suicide rates are going to continue. Maybe that's what they want. Maybe that's what they wanted all along. No, instead we educate people on the things that they could do to make sure that they're adapting to this lifestyle in a healthy way, to not stay glued to the television, to not order a bunch of plastic shit from Amazon, to not further deepen the pockets of these people who are becoming so wealthy. There are millionaires who are becoming billionaires and billionaires who are thriving in 2020 better than they ever have in any years past. Why is that? Well, because there are a majority of Americans who are sitting at home on their couches watching Netflix, consuming far greater levels of alcohol than ever before, deciding to try new substances. As they dwindle into this negative spiral, and as they do that, they made un- they make uneducated decisions when it comes to purchases. I saw, a, I mean, a lot of different Facebook groups, but there was this girl who's in this police wife Facebook group, and she said something along the lines of, I decided to take an, amb- an Ambien last night, and I made a foolish, a foolish purchase. And then below that, she has this picture of a tactical spork, a tactical spork. Now, I'm not making fun of this girl. I'm using this as a prime example of just how how bad our decisions are becoming because of these lockdowns. Now, 
These suicide rates are a big deal. These numbers are astronomical. These numbers are so astronomical that it's being hidden in many instances in many different states because they don't want you to see that in many cases, the suicide rate is higher in some of these states, California being one of them, than it is for the deaths of suicide. I'm sorry, than it is for the death of alleged coronavirus deaths when you do the comparison. That should terrify us. It should terrify us that we're deciding to take our own lives because we don't want to wait for what comes next. The number one fear that we have is fear. Let that sit in for a second. We fear fear more than we fear anything else. People do not want to see what comes next. People are believing that it's so bad right now, they can't fathom it getting any worse that they're deciding to opt out. They're killing themselves. Here, close to our house in Lancaster, California, there was a man who was arrested. You want to know what he did? He decapitated his entire family. All of his children decapitated them in in his house. This is just the surface. If you're a police, fire, military, or family member, you know the stories that your loved ones bring home or that you experience on a day-to-day basis. You see things increasing, things getting out of control. We have Chaz out there in Seattle. Have you seen updated pictures of that place lately? Have you seen what they're doing to our police officers out there in Chaz? So they're allowed to go act like little fucks, but then we can't have the average Joe who runs the local the local restaurant, the mom and pop shop down the street. He can't go and be open long enough to be able to serve a few people so that he can bring in some income to feed his own family because the government instead, no, they want you to become reliant on them increasing these unemployment stimulus packages. This isn't okay. So what what do we do? What do we do to combat this? Well, number one, it's important for you to remember that you own your kingdom. Whether you live in a house, in an apartment, you own your kingdom. So what do you do to fortify that kingdom? What do you do to make sure that the grounds are covered and clean and pristine on a regular basis? Well, maybe you do just that. Maybe you go outside as a family and you do some yard work. Maybe you go outside as a family so that you can expose yourself to the actual sunlight and breathe in some fresh air instead of this recirculated air inside of our homes. And I understand it's getting cold out, but it's important now more than ever for us to be outside, for us to enjoy the sunlight, for us to have real conversations of meaning with people that are not going to trigger us in multiple ways. I recently grabbed something that I'm going to post inside of the Police, Fire, Military, and Families Facebook group, and it says, people to avoid. You need to avoid people who mess with your head. Avoid people who intentionally and repeatedly do and say things that you know upset you. Avoid people who expect you to prioritize them, but they refuse to prioritize you. Avoid people who can't and won't apologize sincerely. Avoid people who act like the victim when confronted with their abusive behavior. Those are some excellent tips because right now, I know that you have at least one person in your life and this could be somebody that you communicate with face-to-face. This could be somebody that you see remotely. This could be somebody that you have on social media that you always get into a social war with. This could be, there's somebody in your circle right now that is that is causing you to experience all of the things that I just listed. Well, guess what? It's time for you to make sure that they are thrown out of your fucking kingdom. 
Clint and I, it's just the two of us. The family isn't very big. But what I would also recommend is for you to have a, a family meeting, to sit down with the family, to ask individually, what can I do to support you? Communicate with the people that you love and care about and see where their head is at and make sure that you know what's going on with them mentally because chances are, and this is very sad for me to say, but you could have one of those children who's dying on the inside, who is very close to making sure that they die on the outside because of what they're experiencing. They can't take it anymore. And if we do something as simple as open up the line of communication, we can make sure that this stops, that this doesn't continue to happen. And when we fortify our kingdom, and our kingdom is strong because of the tribe that resides inside, then we're going to be able to face anything that comes next. And know that you're not doing it alone. And if you're listening to this, and you just so happen to be somebody who is alone, maybe you live alone, please send me a message at Ashley Walton on Facebook. Let me connect with you. Let me be that person to talk with you when you need it. Let me be that person to essentially sit at your table and to have that family meeting. And if I have given you any value, if you could do me the biggest favor of dropping a review and subscribing to this show, I would greatly appreciate it. And know that I am sending you a big, tight hug from my home to yours.